welcome to a new edition of the brand called You. Today we have a very, very accomplished advertising and media professional, Naresh Gupta. Naresh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Naresh, uh, in his own terms, is the co-founder and head intern of his own agency called Bang in the Middle. Naresh, uh, before we come to Bang in the Middle, tell me a little bit about your early career. So I started uh, with market research. And this is in the agency called Mudra, where the head of HR was a clinical psychologist who decided I'm not fit to be in servicing, so I should be in research. Okay. And that's where I spent four years doing market research. Moved to Jagajit Industries selling liquor. It was wow. quite a shift. Mm -hmm. And I don't drink. So it was one of the most even interesting bigger, times. The switch, so even in most interesting times, because you would sit with trade, who would offer you a drink, and then you will say, but... We can move on. Mm -hmm. And then I moved back to advertising okay. in uh, an agency called uh, Ma Bozel, yeah. which in those days had some interesting accounts to work with. And then moved to Gray, where I spent large amount of time. And, and where was I, this back in servicing or still? No, I, Gray was back in planning. Okay. So when I moved back to advertising, I moved in planning. Okay. And then I moved to Gray in planning. And from Gray, a little bit of time in publicis and then chill. And then decided that this job is not going to work. Let's try and see if we can go independent. Okay. Which is when in 2012, we quit both me and my partner called Pratap Suth and mm -hmm. we quit our jobs and started bang in the middle with no client. Okay. So, so, sat, so tell me about, uh, I mean, I love the name bang in the middle um, or the client and the, uh, and, and the media, I would imagine. But tell me first, what got you to select the name and uh, what, what are you doing? So in our industry, agencies are named after people. Mm -hmm. Now, if we had named after people, we would have become Gupta and Suthan. Mm. That would be called gas. Mm. Or we would have become Suthan and Gupta. That would be called sag. Yeah. And either was not working. Okay. Then we discovered this term called bang in the middle mm. is available. Banginthemiddle.com has not been blocked. Wow. And this is available. And we felt in this age where uh, you don't really need to be conventional in naming. Mm. This is an interesting name that we can go with. And the registrar of companies decided to give us the company name called Bang in the Middle Private Limited. Amazing. So, which is how the name came into So, people. you haven't got a bio, you know, an acronym called BAM or something? We call BITM by most of our clients now. Okay. Who find it too long a name to call. <laughs> okay. But uh, between yeah. me and Pat, we continue to call ourselves Bang in the Middle. Okay. So, you know, you, you spoke about, when I was reading about you, uh, you said that, they, you know, you had you changed the charter for your brand. Help me understand what this phrase means. When we started in this career, and this is very interesting, we were working for a brand called Rasna. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rasna had this thing of saying the annual market research presentation has to happen on the day of the Shara. Now, we that year miscalculated the Shara by three days. As it happens, somebody miscalculated and we were three days short. Mm -hmm. So the agency said to us, four trainees who were there in the office saying, move into the agency with your toothpaste and shaving cream and live here for three days and in those days everything was manual so you did manual tabulation you did manual calculation you did manual writing presentations are not powerpoint computers didn't exist from that time to today where i mean you can on the fly change presentations and right. data is now live you can keep doing stuff so you had to move at times and we realized that with coming in of digital the old way of doing brand building is going to come under tremendous amount of pressure which is when we felt that let's quit advertising and both me and Pat went and joined a tech company called IOB, okay. which is where we learned a lot of what is this new age digital marketing and 
how this happened. So this was almost like going and relearning back a certain skill. Mm -hmm. That's what we brought back into Bang in the Middle okay. and worked with that. So since you're talking about, uh, you know, an era when there were no computers, etc. Uh, on a lighter note, I would love to ask you, you know, the our audience has seen this incredibly successful uh, TV serial called Mad Men. Yeah. How far from reality is what happens in Mad Men compared to what used to happen in advertising? As far as movies are from reality. Really? So that's okay. dramatized. Some bits of it are true. So there is some bit of winding and dining. There yeah. is some bit of going out and some bit of fun. Yeah. But a lot of what you see in that serial, I wish existed. Uh -huh. It existed possibly in 70s in advertising, but today, no. It's cutthroat, very competitive, extremely high pressure. This is where you can't mess with deadlines. A deadline is a deadline. Okay. And so okay. a fun and, and enjoyment and all that banter stops at some place because you have a client who's waiting for you to deliver so that they can go to market and start. I, I remember when I joined ITC in 1979, one of the most popular people of ITC socially was the advertising manager. Yeah. And he's a very, very dear friend, Kokan Mukherjee. Hmm. And I always used to say, I envy your job <laughs> because he was out every evening. Yeah. So that, those days are actually gone. I, I understand. So, Nanesh, tell me, you know, over the years, how has the your customers' expectations changed from your from the agency? Speed to market has changed tremendously. Okay. There was a time when companies were saying that you need 52 weeks to launch a new brand. So there was a plan in place, a process in place. You had to do certain things. You couldn't launch a brand before 52 weeks. We've moved to a stage where a brand actually may die in 52 weeks. Correct. You might actually launch, finish off in 52 weeks. So there is no luxury of time that both marketers and advertising agencies have. So you have to be a lot more real time. And the epitome of that is what's now called this buzzword called moment marketing. So something happened yesterday, you want an ad out today. All of that is something that you just could not have Correct. done Correct. in the earlier times. Correct. This is technology that allows you Correct. to be really on the bill and I agree. do that. So that is the biggest change that has happened. So a lot of long-term thinking has gone out of window, which is not good because uh, you build brands by being consistent, you build brands by putting thought into it, you build brands by doing the same thing in a new way every time. But that entire bit has now become a lot more dynamic, a lot more fluid mm -hmm. and a lot more evolving almost every day. Okay. And, you know, as uh, an agency, uh, you know, the traditional platforms of print and television are also undergoing serious changes yeah. because of the small little digital device the, yeah. that seems to have pervaded everyone's life. Yeah. What are your views on how these changes are going to affect advertising? So it is already affecting advertising. Uh, in developed markets, you can see the template coming into place. It's not that TV has lost its primacy, mm -hmm. but the thinking is more driven now from a smaller device okay. than from a larger device. Uh, which has started to happen in India also now. The most interesting thing to see is how movie industry has taken over this entire bit of mobile. So okay. is the movie actors who are really very big on a platform called TikTok now. It's amazing how you think large screen, but you make it work on the smallest screen possible. Mm -hmm. And that is the challenge that most brands today are living with. It's not enough to do one TVC 
put it out, put media money on it, and think that you would be able to convince people to come and buy you. It just passes by. So media fragmentation was there, but it's just become there's also attention fragmentation now. So it's become the most difficult times for brands to connect with consumers. Yes. And I think in coming days it will become even more difficult. You know, it's fascinating. Uh, you know, when I'm writing or I'm reading something, you people have actually started putting two minute read, three minute read, five minute read. You know, one minute on Instagram, less than one minute on TikTok. What is what is happening? I mean, are attention spans coming down? Or is just this plethora of information that is driving down this? I think it's the plethora of information. If you're interested in something, you'll stay on it and you will read it as much as you want to read it. So this lack of attention is also a function of uh, lack of understanding what the audience wants mm -hmm. and serving what the audience is looking at. Okay. You do go and watch a movie that is three and a half hour long. And it's not that you're walking out of the movie hall and grabbing popcorn and coke and going back and walking out. It doesn't happen. If it grips you, you sit there and watch. Is the same audience which will refuse to read a 15-minute or a 20-minute piece, mm -hmm. but platforms like the Ken are doing phenomenally well right. by doing really long-format storytelling and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah. I think it's a function of time. There's too much information available. In fact, I was talking to somebody about TV series. And I was saying that on the one side, we're saying the two or two or 10-minute movie is getting a little redundant. But a six-hour web series yeah. is becoming very popular. Yeah. And yet a hundred episode TV serial is not being watched. Yeah. So something is changing very dramatically. Uh, see, we told people that you had to wait for the next episode for a week. Hmm. Then we told people you had to wait for the next episode for a day. Hmm. This debate happened even then as to what is happening. So the you know the real innovation that television industry brought in was the serial next day. Yeah. The next innovation that has happened now is all together. Is all together. Binge watching. Binge watching, which is what has started to happen. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so, so you it's, know, it's just what the industry. I agree. I agree. I agree with you. Um, let's talk social media. You know, yeah. you said you and your partner went and yeah. got yourself trained. Yeah. A lot of companies are beginning to keep significant sums of money for social media. Um, how is social media changing advertising? In many ways. Okay. One, you never did episodic storytelling when you were doing a television commercial. You did one bit and you went out. Social is today allowing you to do episodic storytelling. So you could carry a story over a week mm -hmm. and the same conversation can keep going. Interestingly, it may not be the same people who come and watch you. Mm -hmm. So everybody comes and sees a certain kind of creative content being put out, consumes, may or may not want to read what happened before or what may happen later. Yeah. That is one thing that has started to happen. The second thing that has started to happen is that you can go a lot more segmented, textural. Mm. I can start to create content city-wise. So a lot of that complication has started to come in. Okay. And a lot of data play has started to happen. A lot of that data play is in its infancy. People Help me understand what is data play? So people do, for instance, you know my browsing history, you know my browsing behavior, you can start to target me by what I'm browsing. Okay. Now, it has started to become pretty invasive and so there is a big backlash and the platforms are now then saying, okay, we will restrict this and not let you do that. So a lot of this that is happening mm -hmm. is in, in earlier days, we would do this by saying, okay, let's put a hoarding, let's put retail, let's put some mm -hmm. outdoor, let's mm -hmm. put radio, let's go as many places as we can go. In the digital world, the equivalent is let's collect cookies and Correct. troll the person as far Correct. as we can. Correct. I, I agree. 
So, you know, uh, you just said, you know, when you nurture a brand through its life cycle, you said some last 52 weeks, some last, don't even last that much. And with such immediacy and such short uh, attention span, if I can use that term, what is going to happen to brands? How would you nurture a brand through its life cycle? Uh, the core of the brand can't be taken badly. So you have to find that core of the brand and you have to, in whichever way you do that, you have to stay consistent to that one bit that you want to build for the brand. Correct. It can move. It's not that it needs to be only there and it doesn't need to move or it can move. But at least for a certain time, that consistency need to be there because at the end of it, as a consumer, I want to know what your stand is and what you stand for. Now, there is a battle that will happen every day. As they say in technology, the technology edge lasts 15 minutes because it gets Correct. copied that Correct. quickly. Correct. Uh, we also live in time when there is no bad product. So what people earlier used to say that we make fantastic quality products. Mm. Everybody makes fantastic quality products. In fact, in the world of cellular phones, for instance, between a 30,000 and a lakh rupee phone, the quality may not be discernible. There may be difference, but you really can't discern the difference in quality. That is where the brand comes into play. And that is the old world where the brand came into play. That I don't think will ever go out of fashion. See, at the end of the day, you buy a brand because you want to feel good. Correct. Or you want to show the world that you are successful. Both those drivers are never going to change. Human race has been built on something like that. Correct. So, Naresh, one more question on advertising. Um, in the old days, young people would be desperate to get into advertising. Yeah. And you still see a huge influx of young people into the profession? Mercifully, yes. Okay. Uh, yes, it is very difficult to get them in. It's mm -hmm. even more difficult to keep them in the profession. Mm -hmm. But the good news is I think there is a bit of interest back in advertising. And maybe the social media has a reason why it has become a little more attractive for people. It's good that youngsters have a lot more choices. Correct. Earlier, if you were a creative professional, you could either go to movies or you come to advertising. But today, a lot many more places have opened up, okay. which is good for a lot of people. Okay. But I think the interest is starting to come back. And we work with a lot of youngsters in our agency. And it's some very bright people we've seen walk into our doors and work with us. And um, how is technology changing advertising? Tremendously. What what is what what are some of the significant changes? So that I keep seen? joking. World's biggest advertising agency is Shutterstock. Okay, it's not really any creative shop out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. They are, I mean, every other post that you would see would have something picked up from Shutterstock. So they are the bank from where everyone goes and dips in. Something like this never existed earlier. You'll open magazines, cut paste, do the finishing in studio, make a bromide, and all that's gone. Yeah. There is a bank that you can go to, pick up pictures, vectors, movies, images. And play around with that and something like that. So it's that immediacy and then quickly that you can churn things out is changing. It's the flip side is making agencies lazy. You really don't need to build on craft because you'll find things that are happening easily. But if you really want to make the brand successful, then you have to find a way to tell the story that is uniquely brands. And that's where a lot of old world storytelling starts to come back in. It's actually interesting globally from America to India. There is a bunch of people who are from that time, that era, and are still extremely successful. And that's primarily because they know the craft and they know how to make it work for brands. I agree. So one last question 
on advertising before I move to the next segment. And you know, you said you move to work with a lot of young people. So my question to you is, how are millennials changing your business? They have a lot less patience. Okay. And uh, this is a business where uh, you need to take a lot of pressure from the client because that pressure comes in. This is the audience that gives it back to the clients. Mm-hmm. And that's a new interplay okay. that has started to happen, mm-hmm. which is actually very interesting okay. because is that tension that exists is a new kind of thing. I mean, we could never go back to the client and say, but you're good or you're giving me less time or this happens like quite aggressively with this new audience that is so your millennial your client is also probably a millennial client it's also a millennial so and uh, the other thing that has not changed is the client agency bonding mm-hmm. people do go out and drink together and fool around and yeah. that is still there that stays wonderful so let's move on to uh, a few questions on startups and entrepreneurship you know after uh, a career as a professional with so many uh, organizations you became an entrepreneur with your own agency so my first question to you would be that uh, for a startup entrepreneur, is it better to go solo or have a co-founder? And I know you have a co-founder. This is a big debate that even we had at that point in time. I personally believe going solo is just putting your nose out and saying I'm very big. Uh, it's always good to have like-minded people together and build a team and work with that team. At least that's the approach that we took. And that's how we built the agency that we built. So both of us come with our own skills. I come with my skill. He comes with his skill. And that's how we built this. You can go solo. There are enough agencies out there which have been built by solo professionals. I'm not saying that's the wrong way to do it. But we personally felt that in the market that we are going, fighting with the really large behemoths and global network agencies and clients which are bound by global contracts is really better to pull in forces and Wonderful. take that to market. Wonderful. So my next question would be, in your opinion, what are some of the basic mistakes a lot of startup entrepreneurs make? First thing that you have to realize is that you are no longer working for a corporate setup. Correct. So whatever social standing and status and that exists, it exists because you're a part of a network or you're part of an organization or there's a brand name at the back of it. The first thing that you realize is now you're on your own. Correct. There is no safety net. There is no one that you can bank upon. And the problem that I've seen is overcommitting. Most entrepreneurs will go into a meeting and say, okay, I'll make this happen. You will realize that you can't make it happen because you don't have an organization yeah. that can make it happen. Yeah. Which is the first thing that we built. Mm-hmm. We took time in building kind of people that we want to work with and so that it's not that we are perfectly fine even today in terms of delivering everything that you are wanting to deliver but that's what is the mistake that a lot of people end up making Mm -hmm. the other mistake including us we made was you don't raise enough money Mm -hmm. and there is there are only certain windows in which that investment can happen Mm -hmm. and but so sometimes you're lucky that the right amount of investment comes in sometimes you aren't but that's a common mistake that happens Mm -hmm. And the third thing is you can't go back to the old life. So you can't think that you can now work like you used to work when you were a salaried employee. Not going to happen. I agree. So I've often said this myself. I said, you know, in terms of time, I've said that you have every right to work for whichever 18 hours of the day you choose. To. Yeah. So, so Naresh, moving on, a few questions for you personally. 
My first question is that uh, over the years, have there been any individuals who have uh, had an influence on your life? And if yes, what have been your learnings? Well, it's always very difficult to go back and look into that and stuff like that. So there are a lot of people who have had influence, including my own kids and people in the family and yeah. stuff like that. So I come from a family where my wife's side of family are all entrepreneurs. Mm. They're all into doing their own thing. My dad's side of family, nobody is in business mm. or entrepreneurship and stuff like that. But I've seen both sides Correct. quite often happening mm. and stuff like that. So when this call was taken of saying I'm quitting job and doing this, yeah. while the wife stood by me, there was a lot of there was a lot of uncertainty mm. saying, why are you wanting to do what you're wanting to do? But in this last seven years, we met some very, very interesting people and some very gifted people. Mm. And a lot of that has had an impact on us. And okay. This includes uh, two co-founders of the company called Ayogi. Okay. And these were two Kashmiri gentlemen who were younger than both me and Pat. But it was amazing to see what they had built up on an Indian company that was wanting to go global. Okay. And they, I think, fell in their own uh, ambition. Right. They just tried to overachieve and overstretch and wanted to go to a NASDAQ listing and stuff like that. And maybe that is where, but at least they dreamt. Yeah. I agree. Which is my next question. At what stage do you think uh, a startup should scale up? As soon as you are able to say, yes, I'm making money. Okay. And as soon as the money starts to come in your bank and you can show some amount of profitability, you should start to scale up because mm -hmm. if you opportunities go by very quickly. And if you are not grabbing that, somebody else will. Because when we started, for instance, there were seven, eight agencies that started at the same time. Mm -hmm. In that span of 12 months, lots of us quit our jobs in advertising mm -hmm. and started agencies. And each one of us went into our own kind of zone Correct. into doing what we are doing. All of that was opportunity. Mm -hmm. Now, if there was someone looking at this dispassionately, mm -hmm. we could have actually ended up building India's first multinational advertising conglomerate, mm -hmm. which could have gone abroad, which could have built, which is what is not happening out of India. I mean, my biggest gripe that remains in advertising is that we have never taken our way of thinking and our way of working outside our shores. Mm. It just stays within India. Mm. Very interesting. So Darish, what would be three words that define you as a person? Only one word. I'm extremely curious. Okay. That's where I keep putting my nose in. So wherever I find something interesting, I yeah. just go there and pick it up and keep learning and that's, I think, what kept me in advertising because people keep saying that people leave advertising, but you have stayed here so long. But it's the only place where learning is okay. endless. Yeah. Yeah. Keep learning. Yeah. So I've got two more questions for you. Uh, my first question is on failure. Um, most of us in India don't teach our children that it's okay to fail. You know, it's always... Yeah. First time I had, yeah. etc. etc. And yet failure is a part of life. Yeah. What have been some of your learnings from some of your mistakes or your failures? Uh, we failed quite often. It's, it's not that we haven't failed. In my earlier jobs here, lots of things that just don't work out, they don't move on. And I keep telling this with every youngster who works in office. Mm -hmm. If you're scared of tripping and falling, you will never learn to run. So trip and fall. Mm. 
because that is where the agency will become stronger okay. so you get beaten up by the clients it's not that they take it nicely and stuff like that we've sometimes lost a client because the mistake was made and the mistake was made yeah. now there is nothing that you can do something happened mm-hmm. so there is a price to pay for that and i think that is where people start to get a little paranoid of saying this can happen mm-hmm. so if there is a process failure there is an issue mm-hmm. now if i make a mistake and an ad that has got released out that's an issue but if it's a thought failure we're completely fine mm-hmm. by making it happen because otherwise there is no way progress will happen mm-hmm. so which is what we try and do as far as possible put checks and balances so that process failure doesn't happen right. but uh, let people fly correct so my last question to you you know and thousands of people watch our program and i'm sure there'll be lots of inputs that will come uh, based on our chat what would your advice be to a young individual all star ai looking for a career in advertising walk in mm-hmm. try meet agencies meet people agencies are going through a lot of crisis at this point of time they are, they are looking for much better talent that they are finding the only problem in this industry is that it doesn't pay very well at the starting levels it's something that the industry is not able to solve but overall in a much longer term life's much smoother growth is much better the people you work with are very interesting and the learning is endless in this business so this industry needs a lot and lot of young people and please join us lot of young creative people uh you know it's very interesting i think everybody is creative okay it's just the label that we tend to give internally on people on saying creative i mean piyush used to be a servicing person yeah and life took him somewhere else so there is that spark hidden inside almost everyone correct rich thank you very much Rajat. i wish bang in the middle lots and lots of success thank you thank you for coming thank you thank you for listening to the brand called you podcast be sure to visit tbcy.in to join the conversation access show notes and discover fantastic bonus content you can follow us on youtube twitter facebook and instagram simply search for the brand called you thank you and see you next week